<laughs> I have to put on the headphones. I feel like I'm in a bubble because I can hear myself talk. Oh, God. <clears throat> it's weird. That's okay. the worst thing ever. <laughs> I mean, that's not the worst thing <laughs> ever, but I, I, I know. <laughs> Okay, um, hi there. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues in public PK-12 education. This summer, we are featuring stories about the importance of relationships in public education in our Connections Across Education series. And today I have Elizabeth Coons and Sam Martin. With me from Goochland County Public Schools, Ms. Coons helped build the alternative education program in the division, and Samantha, Sam, is a recent proud graduate of Goochland High School, class of 2018. And as you will hear, their story tells us about what can happen when we refuse to give up on students and the role of serendipity um, plays in our lives. My name is Brian Condit, and I am lucky enough to be your host for this conversation. So, Ms. Coons, Sam, welcome to you both. Um, so just to start it off, Ms. Coons, why don't you tell me a little bit about Sam? Um, Samantha is a very passionate, intelligent young lady who has uh, unfortunately encountered some really hard times in her life um, and hadn't really directed those properly, but grief is hard. Mm. And um, But she has found ways to channel her passion and eliminate her anxiety by doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, that has made a big difference and helping other people and probably the thing I'm most proud of her is uh, when she she was talking about before about being involved with the um, kids at uh, the high school in Florida where the shooting occurred and she's very passionate about people and people doing good mm-hmm. and helping people do good and in that hard time that she had uh, for a couple years at the beginning of high school, um, she didn't really know how to channel that energy. Mm-hmm. And her mother was going through the same thing. Right. You know, so she didn't really have somebody there that, that could help her with that. But uh, she has proven to be very strong. And um, I, I see good things, really good things for her in the future. Um, because she'll be able to channel her passions about um, human rights and um, animal rights and um, surviving grief um, and and in a positive way. So I'm I'm looking forward to good things from her. Awesome. That's really cool. I don't have anything to follow up. The story speaks for itself. (laughs) Um, So, Sam, why don't you tell me about Ms. Coons? Uh, Ms. Coons is... um honestly the best teacher ever mm-hmm. and there's really not a lot of s- to say about her but that nice. <laughs> she's also a very great person obviously mm-hmm. she helped me with a lot like a lot a lot throughout my dad passing away and somewhat I didn't get to grieve over my grandma passing away but she somewhat helped with that because I would have moments where I would miss her I also helped her through her husband mm-hmm. tragically mm-hmm. suicide 
but um, she helped me a lot, and it, I think we're together a mm-hmm. lot to help each other. So I guess that's right. something about Miss Coons. You said she was the best teacher ever. Do you have what makes her the best teacher ever? Um, she helped me through every single mm-hmm. thing I needed to mm-hmm. help with. She pushed me to start because I, you know, talk to her about a million things because her and my mom are like best friends. So I mm-hmm. tell her everything that's happening in my life, and she would help me push to start my classes and mm-hmm. help me realize that hey this is like your kind of last chance to do this you need right. to finish like right. asap keeping it real yeah <laughs> <laughs> but in the same sense knowing when she needed to not be pushed totally as well um sam how did you how did you guys meet um you we Coons? met on back to school night mm-hmm. my first senior year so like august 2016 my mom had actually, like, we both went and we sat down with her. And I guess they got to start talking about this uh, Facebook group they're on, uh, mm-hmm. Late Night, Late night Widows, Widows and Widowers. Widowers. They, um, I, have y'all been talking on that or have y'all just saw posts of each other? We just saw posts of each other. So mm-hmm. they, they were on the same Facebook group. And I guess they, once she, Miss Coons started talking about, um, her husband and how my mom started talking about her husband. They guess they clicked and figured out that they were on the same Facebook group. So of course I had like no say in anything that they were talking about. They were all just talking about themselves <laughs> the whole time. Nobody told me anything about ingenuity until like the last five minutes. You were back to school night, yeah, totally. Yeah, I was yeah. back to school night, but you know. <laughs> how was your? Or no, Miss Coons? Would you agree? You yeah, that's anything? that's how we met, and mm-hmm. it was that was important. Mm-hmm. To to know that uh, because I knew, like all teachers know, mm-hmm. when you get your class list, you know, you kind of work through that. And I knew that Samantha had father had had died, and uh, but making that connection with her mother, mm-hmm. um, her mother was at a point also in her grief process that was early on. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, so my my thing was if I can help mom, I can help Samantha too, you know, and. We can get through this because I've got the experience and I can, because I knew that her mother was going to need to be strong in order for Samantha to be strong. Right. You know, they both couldn't be basket cases at the same time. So. um, Even though we kind (laughs) of (laughs) are. So I felt right away when I, that connection with her mom and I knew that things were going to be, because we had that connection, things were going to work with Samantha. And I knew that Samantha was the type of kid that I needed to help right. to get through. And and like I said, at that time, she was part of the very small um, alternative ed program. Mm-hmm. And we were just going to try to get her through these last classes that she needed to, mm-hmm. to graduate. And, um, and having that relationship with her mother to start with mm-hmm. was going to was going to help me get Samantha where she needed to be. Right, totally. So. I mean, that's what makes her a good teacher. <laughs> she knows. Yeah, their relationship is so strong that they're going to Gatlinburg together. Oh like, my goodness, we're going this on month. a widow's retreat. You're not going into any trouble. No, no, no. zero nope. trouble. No, after not that. at all. <laughs> uh, cool. So, how how do you how would you say your relationship has grown over the last year or so? I guess like 18, 20 months or whatever. Well, the first. At first, she was a hard nut to crack. Mm. Yeah, but I, I knew. I kind of hated Miss Coons. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she would come in, and when she would come into uh, class and into the room, and she and it was just, you could tell by looking at her, mm-hmm. um, this wasn't going to be a good day. And I nagged her to death about her phone. 
<laughs> now that is actually something that has evolved positively yeah, oh, in the last right two years. There you go. But um, she was tied to that, and that's where her, that's where she was venting to right. people and that kind of stuff, and that's what she needed. But I knew that I needed to stay on her. Like I said, she needed sometimes that she needed space, mm-hmm. but there were other times when she needed to be focused. Mm-hmm. And there was one time when. She absolutely went off on me, really? stomped out of the room, and she was leaving, and da 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 da. And I thought, Is that when I walked to Hardy's? Yes. I walked and to I Hardy's, was... and the principal came and got me. Yeah. And I called Shout the... out to Mr. Collier. <laughs> <laughs> and I called the principal. I was like, Here's the deal. I I can't leave to go get her. Yeah. But this is what's going on. Um, to you know that evolving relationship to where she ended up dropping out. She mm-hmm. wasn't going to do the GED. And the night of graduation, when all her friends were graduating mm-hmm. from high school. Yeah, I was having a panic attack she was in having the a panic bath. <laughs> so, so she texted me and said, "What are the? can I come back? Can I do this? Can I finish? And my immediate reaction was, can you meet me for lunch? Nice. You know, so that a couple of days later, I met with her mom, she and her mom. We talked about what the plan would be. Mm-hmm. I immediately went to the high school, spoke to her guidance counselor, said, this is what's going to happen. Um, so I knew at that point I was always reaching out to her at the mm-hmm. beginning of that relationship. And I would do things like I bought her, like if she would do something, I'd buy her like a little Christmas tree. I bought her, you know, and just different things like that. Um, just so that she knew that I wasn't done with her. Right. And then when she quit, um, I fought it. Her mm-hmm. mom, we fought it for a while and then we just had to kind of let her go. And Honestly, I didn't think I'd ever see her again. But that night when she texted me, I knew that our relationship right. had changed. Totally. You That's know, super that cool. We had gotten to the point. And, and I knew what she was capable of. And as a teacher, my thing is not all of the quote-unquote rules mm-hmm. apply to every kid. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she couldn't get there and she had to be late because she had to put her new brother and sister on the bus. you know, because right. And... So we worked with that, and we talked to the principal. Is it all right if she comes in such and such? Yes, as long as she's getting the work done. And, right, right, you know, right. And then forcing her to actually go into the regular classroom mm-hmm. um, for math yes. and um, so that she could do that in that situation and not just keeping her in that online curriculum where she mm-hmm. didn't have anybody but me. It, it didn't always, you know, but I was always there to support her in the back of that as well. Mm-hmm. In 28 years of teaching, I've had a lot of kids that end up that I basically end up adopting. I don't have any of my own kids. And I would have to say that now Samantha is one of of the select few right. who have made it into my life permanently. Mm-hmm. She's all – we're always going to be a part of each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Especially um, with my know. mom being best friends. Right. Now that I, can't, right. I can't leave Miss Kins. <laughs> right. but, um, but really it's, it's about our relationship and that friendship and, mm-hmm. and now it can be um, – you know, legitimately more about just the school. It can be more about, you know, what we're going through and people, what's hand, you know, and being yeah. people. Right? People, mm-hmm. not student and teacher. Exactly. You think, <laughs> think when you get together for Christmas in 15 years, you'll still be Miss Coons? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I still call her Miss Coons now. Exactly. <laughs> I'll do the same thing. Maybe band director or something. That's funny. I still do it, and I'm 53. So, <laughs> so okay, she's saying that you're kind of a hard, hard nut to crack in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. How do you definitely. think? What do you think she's done to to crack that nut? A lot of things. Yeah. She's 
I guess talking to me a mm-hmm. lot about, you know, not specifically about like my dad and how my grief is, but having someone to talk to about everything. And it would just, it would help me get into like doing school. Like mm-hmm. I'd have my time to talk and then I've got everything out so I can do my work now mm-hmm. and not have any distractions. Right. So she was like that person to vent to to get me started on my work i guess right and yeah especially when you have some anxiety just like getting it out of your brain and not looping around in your head helps overthinking it right that's super cool all right so sam back at you again so how has miss coons made you think differently about school well i don't hate it as much because miss coons is there yeah (laughs) she's just made it um i guess easier for me Mm -hmm. i'm not saying she's like making geometry easier or (laughs) any of the subjects easier but she's made it easier for me to focus on everything about school I guess she's helped me vent and then get right to work right and just I if I needed her during like geometry I would ask my teacher if I can go down and see her and talk to her for a second and then I'll go right back to class right there's just a Miss Coons just made me not hate school as much as I did yeah bridge the gap between real life and yeah. school life mm-hmm. a little bit yeah like if I was feeling something about my dad or any of my multiple people that have passed away I mm-hmm. would go down to her and talk to her for a couple minutes and then go right back to class and I have that like I guess break right of life right brain break right <laughs> totally that sounds like you guys really have something going here so Miss Coons how did you how do you think she made you think differently about work coming to school every day um one of the things that i've always believed is that relationships are important Mm -hmm. when you're talking about a teacher and a student when i came to goochland that relationship thing was was encouraged so it's not something new that's happening in Mm -hmm. goochland um that relationships are important and establishing those and it's having that adult in your life that's not your mother Mm -hmm. that's not your father that you can vent to, and there's no preconceived ideas, but it made me, it's made me realize that that's very important mm-hmm. to be there, even if it's just like she said, coming out of math class because she's having anxiety and coming down to my room and me just sitting there listening to her talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, rela- it's not, and it's not just about, she won't listen to me talk about like just just my dad she's like anything like right. i can talk about what i ate for breakfast and she'd right. be like okay cool <laughs> you know <laughs> and more. sometimes that's and that sometimes that's all that kids need is somebody that they can go down and say this happened um or i really am excited about something and i want to tell you mm-hmm. you know and and saving kids mm-hmm. i mean really saving kids because in the end if the kid is broken it doesn't matter whether they know geometry or government or economics or biology mm-hmm. you know we've got to meet the kid where they are and deliver that education from the point that they are and that's going to be different from everybody for everybody and it's been very different for samantha and having those those two years where there was such a change in her mm-hmm. really made me see what that difference was Establishing that and continuing to stay on kids and not give up on them. Right. You know, because I could have very easily given up on her, but I had to let her go. And then she had to come back to me and Mm -hmm. say, 
I want to do this. And mm-hmm. then I could be like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah. You know. So. Dave, if David was in the room, David's the Ed Psych dude. <laughs> he would be talking about relatedness and having you have to make the student relate to not only what they're learning, but the environment they're in. Um, and so I think that's what you're right. kind of harping on and seeing that relatedness. And I totally, totally agree with everything you just said. Um, and even, I know, juvenile teacher, but right. I, I still had some students where you got to meet them where they are. You got to be just someone they can vent to. Yeah. And the thing is, too, that while I helped Samantha, Samantha helped me. Because I've, since my husband died four years ago, I've tried to take that and put it in a pot, somehow take what I learned and put that into a positive. And she was there whenever I would have to say, today's the day. Right. You know, and she was there and she would listen. So she did those same things for me as well. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was down, I knew that she was one that I, that understood it. Because if you've never grieved for a spouse or a parent, Mm -hmm. You don't know what it's like. Right. But to have somebody who knew what it was like. Right. So she helped me in that, in that sense as well. Totally. They have that, that day. Maybe the day on the calendar means something to them as well. Right. Be like, oh, today I need to make sure. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a little bit more for Miss Coons or Sam. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Miss Coons, you have a question for Sam? You want to ask her? Oh, gosh, I don't know mine yet. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably think of one. Uh, okay. <laughs> My question for you and we haven't really answered it, but when did you realize that I was fighting for you and not against you? Um, I think probably when I realized that my phone was an issue <laughs> and I um, was 20%. I was only 20% in my class when I needed to be at like 80 Mm-hmm. And I guess that made me realize, but at that point, I was so done with trying. And it was three months till graduation, and I had, like, four classes to go on Ingenuity, and I just knew I wasn't going to finish it. And I, I knew you were I, – I honestly knew you were always with me, but I just – I couldn't put myself to do the work, I guess. That's a good answer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't want to admit it. Yes. I, I definitely didn't want to admit it. Right. <laughs> Well, I gotta tell you, mm-hmm. the phone was at least ninety-five percent of her day. Wow. Okay, when she first started. She's not lying either. It was wow. literally ninety-five. The, the biggest for me, the biggest breakthrough was graduation mm-hmm. this year. And I had texted her and I oh, said, yeah. I will hold your phone for you during graduation because they weren't supposed to have their phones. Which you and know everybody she, else did. And she texted <laughs> me back and said I didn't even bring my phone. Wow. But that was awesome. That's awesome. To me, yeah. Yeah, totally. Full circle, too. All right, Sam. Ready? Oh, gosh. I guess I could say, how did I change your life? Because I know I did. I just, (laughs) I know I did. (laughs) You changed my life because you made me realize that there are kids out there who need more than geometry and biology (laughs) and math. Um, You changed me because I... You made me stronger by becoming stronger yourself. Every day that I saw that you were getting stronger um, and dealing with your grief in a constructive way, I realized that I could do the same. That even though I was four years out, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean anything. And even though I appear strong every day, 
you were the one. When I could see that you were doing it mm-hmm. at 17 and 18, that I knew that I could do it as mm-hmm. well. And that's how you changed me because I believed in you. And when you left, I thought I lost another one. But when you came back, I realized that I had that I could make a difference. And that was important to me. I think I do have a, a second question. <laughs> oh, yeah. As I was thinking, um, how did it affect you when I texted you and said I wanted to come back? I was beside, I was the happiest person in the world. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, yes! And and, um, and Mike was like, what's going on? And I'm like, Samantha wants to come back to school. It is that. It was that I didn't lose her. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't lose her. I was successful. Right. You know, because for me... Losing one was worse than saving five. Yeah. Right. You know, I had five kids that graduated that year, but I lost her. Right. And that's what I focused on. So to me, that was, that was, this is, that's when I knew that you were a different kid. That's when I knew that there was a change. And for whatever reason, it was, you know, that you were upset because all your friends were graduating. Yeah, if that, them all. You know, that was the trigger. But there's a lot of kids that have that kind of trigger and they don't act on it in a positive way right. like you did. Yeah. You know, for I have never in 28 years had a kid drop out and come back yeah. ever that you were the first one. And knowing that you did that because that you did that and wanted me to help you with that. That was one of the best the best things. That's definitely one of the top stories of my twenty eight years teaching. Totally. Yeah. That's crazy how like the text message was like that was yeah. the tipping point victory. Exactly. It was almost like graduating itself was like the cherry on top. Yeah. But that text, that text was the tipping point of that's super cool. Yeah. What do you want people to know about the re- importance of relationship in public education? I know, Ms. Coons, you kind of talked about this already. Right. But do you have anything more to add, maybe specifically? I, I just, 30 years ago, relationships weren't important. They've always been important. Mm-hmm. And the kids that remember teachers, the teachers that I remember from high school 35 years ago, are the ones who took the time to treat me like I was a person mm-hmm. as opposed to just a student who reached out to me, who said, you can do this. Um, I'd like to see you do this. Those are the important, those were the important people. I come from a family of educators and all of those people that were in my life, that was the thing. It was Mm -hmm. always about what was best for kids. Mm -hmm. And in today's society, we have kids that don't have role models. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, they might have parents at home but they're not role models. It might be a single parent. Um, I want kids to have role models that are strong and they're teachers and they're counselors and they're their parents. And I want those kids to have positive role models. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that if you don't have a relationship with kids. And I'm not talking about having friendships with kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's teachers that screw it up. But you've got to, you've got to understand that a kid is not just a number or a name. Mm-hmm. Whether you have, whether you come from a small school like Goochland where we have 750 kids or whether you come from a big school like Hermitage where you have 2,000 know, 2, yeah. kids, all of those kids need to have somebody, yep. you know, and I've got kids who still, who 
come back, you know, I might have had them when they were sophomores and now they're seniors and they'll come back to talk to me or they'll, you know, I've, you know, kids that have graduated that have come back and that kind of stuff. Um, and that's important that they have somebody that they can talk to or that they can vent to or that they can share good times with, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so it's more than just if I had known Samantha when her father died, I would have been at his funeral. Right. That's important. Right. You know, uh, to celebrate and to comfort, whether it's people you work with or whether it's students, you've got to be there. You know, I, I'm a human being. Yeah, totally. You know, I don't need to be a guidance counselor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, she did have a very supportive guidance counselor. Mm -hmm. Dr. Yes. Fowler has been amazing. Also, Ms. Guza as well. And Ms. Guza. I had Ms. Fowler most of my high school, and then they got a new counselor in, which I was pretty shy about, I guess. Right. And Apprehensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. About her. And so I didn't use her until like half the year. And then now, like, the Tuesday before the last day of school, she had me in there doing geometry to get me, like, to a passing point. She was mm -hmm. helping me. She she helped me, like, a lot. Like, I came in at 9 o'clock. It was, like, four hours before my actual SOL. And she sat there and watched videos of me, like, to help me get through it. Right. But yeah, I also had... Um, Miss Duffy, which was the nurse of all people. Mm -hmm. I love her to death. I still talk to her about every day. She's, I've had three, I had three choices to bring here. <laughs> I was I was almost at the point where I was going to ask uh, David when we first talked. I was like, can I bring like four people? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, it's so hard to choose. But you would have had to think of three times the I questions. Know, I, know, I, know. I can't see that. But yeah, Miss Duffy helped a lot. She, uh, she, she did a lot for me. She helped me throughout my whole year. And so I had her as support. I had Miss Coons as support. I had Miss Guza, the counselor, support. Miss Fowler, even though she wasn't my guidance counselor, she was still there to support me because she had been there through, you know, half of my life. She had, right. she was actually there when my grandma and my um, dad passed away. So she was kind of, she knew, first of all, mm -hmm. that she had to get that together in relationship. Totally. So I, I think relationships are very important because I probably wouldn't have graduated or came back from school if I didn't have those people in my life. Right. Yeah, teachers and guidance counselors and school nurses. Right. You had a team of people fighting oh, yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. So how do you, do you guys think right now that we prioritize those relationships in public ed? Goochland has pioneered a lot of things mm -hmm. and for being such a small county, but we have reinforced the importance of that, that that has become a priority for us. We are, um, we have what are called bulldog blocks now where we have a certain number of kids that we will actually follow for their whole four years of high school. And it's, and so that means that those kids will always have somebody right. to come to, that they can talk about their grades, they can talk about their emotions, they can talk about whatever, and, you know, and share with that person without that person being their teacher. Right. You know, it's somebody that does no bias, mm -hmm. somebody that's, you know, that they feel comfortable with, and then at the end of four years then they have established some type of relationship with someone who is a role model. That you can have, do you things have Bulldog for Block for 40 minutes every day. So yeah. you, wow. you have cool. that time every day. to... Every yeah. day. 
So it's, you have that time to talk to her, right. whoever you're... You're not right. just passing out forms in homeroom. Right, You're exactly. actually... And we had different videos, things that we did um, mm-hmm. through Jostin's Renaissance program. Um, we had uh, public speakers. We had videos that we could watch kind of uh, during Bulldog Block, which was once a month, and talk with the kids and get questions, and they can ask questions and mm-hmm. about things that are happening in life and, and how do you adjust to this and... And just having that opportunity in a small group to talk with your friends as well as have an adult there to kind of moderate that right. and and that they can answer, that you can, that like I can answer questions, you know. Kid says, you know, well, what is this dress code about? You know, then right. I can say, well, this is why we do this. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, and they're not being put off like it's the rules. Right. You know, this is the dress code and you're just going to have to follow it. But giving those kids that opportunity to have somebody to connect with. Mm-hmm. That's the important thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what Goodchildren is trying to, you know, it's not a study hall. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an opportunity for you to make a connection with somebody who can help you be successful. And it's not just the high school. It's across the board. Cool. Uh, you know, that's they're doing it awesome at elementary schools. Yeah. Different things. Right. You know, not necessarily the block of time. But, right. Um, but that opportunity for for and supporting teachers in having mm-hmm. those kind of uh, connections with students. Yeah. I'm just so glad that we've gotten to the point in education where relationships are important. Seriously. You know, because they've mm-hmm. always been important to me, and like I said, you know, right. I've always wanted explicitly to have. I've important. always wanted to have like a good relationship with all my teachers. Like freshman year, I taught Mr. Birch what a hashtag was. So I, I think it's every year I've had a teacher that I've had like a good connection with. Mm-hmm. We have amazing. Mm-hmm. We have amazing staff across the board. Um, I need to shout out Miss Whistler. Yes, we, we love Miss mentioned Whistler. her to you. <laughs> No, but yeah. she never. She's but she never one. gave up. She on never me. gave up on her. She always stayed in touch with me, and she and I would connect. And what can we do for this? And when it got down to the end, okay, what do we need to do yep. to get her through this geometry yeah. class? You know, neither of us had her for geometry. You know, mm-hmm. but we were going to get her through that. So, so she was definitely somebody that was no, yeah. was helpful in this process. And our superintendent, Dr. Rayleigh, for supporting um, things like relationships and establishing relationships and allowing teachers to be able to do that. Um, he's been a real positive influence in Goodland County as well. Awesome. Everything right. really lined up well for Samantha as far as people and situations and The whole year just kind of like fell through as a good, not in a bad way, but it fell through in a good way. Cool. I think. Well, uh, we're going to leave it there for now, but if you can't get enough of this story, you should be sure to join us on October 19th at the 15th Annual Merck Conference where we will be featuring Ms. Coons and Samantha and 10 other students and educators from across our school division in a special session on the importance of relationships in public education. Our theme for the conference is Connections Across Education, Advancing Public Schools Through Research and Relationships. We will also have presentations from our ongoing Merck studies, as well as sessions with other researchers, practitioners, policymakers in metropolitan Richmond. You can learn more on our website at merck.soe.vcu.edu slash conference. That's M-E-R-C slash conference. There you can submit a proposal, register to attend, check out other episodes of this podcast series, and record a story of your own about a teacher or other educator who made a big impact on your life. Be sure to tune in for other incredible stories from our school divisions. We have a lot of good news to share. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, we hope that you will share this episode with anyone you believe could benefit from joining our discussion. We are eager to bring them to the table with us. You can access Abstract on the Merck website as well as SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. We hope that you will subscribe and leave some feedback for us on any of those platforms. And my thanks to Elizabeth Coons and Sam Martin for joining us today and to all of the teachers, researchers, students, parents, school leaders, policymakers, and other stakeholders in public education, including you, for taking part in this conversation. We hope that we never forget that relationships are the foundation of public education. My name is Brian Condit, and this has been another episode of Abstract, the podcast of the Metropolitan Educational Research Consortium at Virginia Commonwealth University, where we explore issues in the public education sphere. Let's talk again soon. Awesome story. I'm not just saying that to be polite. <laughs> really I'm not cool. just saying that because I invited you here to talk about it. No. <laughs>